Section two of Poems on Various Subjects. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. Poems on Various Subjects, Religious and Moral, by Phyllis Wheatley. To Messenus. Messenus, you beneath the myrtle shade, read o'er what poets sung and shepherds played. What felt those poets but you feel the same? Does not your soul possess the sacred flame? Their noble strains your equal genius shares In softer language and diviner airs. While Homer paints, lo, circumfused in air, Celestial gods in mortal forms appear. Swift as they move, here each recess rebound, Heaven quakes, earth trembles, and the shores resound. Great sire of verse, before my mortal eyes The lightnings blaze across the vaulted skies, And as the thunder shakes the heavenly plains, A deep-felt horror thrills through all my veins. When gentler strains demand thy graceful song, The lengthening line moves languishing along, when great Patroclus courts Achilles' aid, The grateful tribute of my tears is paid. Prone on the shore he feels the pangs of love, And stern Pelides' tenderest passions move. Great Maro's strain in heavenly numbers flows, The nine inspire, and all the bosom glows. Oh, could I rival thine and Virgil's page, or claim the muses with the Mantuan sage. Soon the same beauties should my mind adorn, And the same ardours in my soul should burn. Then should my song in bolder notes arise, And all my numbers pleasingly surprise. But here I sit, and mourn a grovelling mind, That fain would mount and ride upon the wind, not you, my friend, these plaintive strains become, Not you, whose bosom is the muse's home. When they from towering Helicon retire, They fan in you the bright immortal fire. But I, less happy, cannot raise the song. The faltering music dies upon my tongue. The happier Terence all the choir inspired, His soul replenished and his bosom fired. But say, ye muses, why this partial grace To one alone of Afric's sable race, From age to age transmitting thus his name With the finest glory in the rolls of fame? Thy virtues, great Messenus, Shall be sung in praise of him From whom those virtues sprung. While blooming wreaths around thy temples spread, I'll snatch a laurel from thine honoured head, while you indulgent smile upon the deed. As long as Thames in streams majestic flows, Or naiads in their oozy beds repose, While Phoebus reigns above the starry train, While bright Aurora purples o'er the main, So long, great sir, the muse thy praise shall sing, So long thy praise shall make Parnassus ring. Then grant, Messenus, thy paternal rays, Hear me propitious, and defend my lays. On Virtue 
O thou bright jewel, in my aim I strive to comprehend thee. Thine own words declare wisdom is higher than a fool can reach. I cease to wonder, and no more attempt thine height to explore or fathom thy profound. But, O oh, my soul, sink not into despair. Virtue is near thee, and with gentle hand would now embrace thee, hovers o'er thine head. Fain would the heaven-born soul with her converse, then seek, then court her for her promised bliss. Auspicious queen, thine heavenly pinions spread, and lead celestial chastity along. Lo, now her sacred retinue descends, arrayed in glory from the orbs above. Attend me, virtue, throw my youthful years, O oh, leave me not to the false joys of time, But guide my steps to endless life and bliss. Greatness or goodness, say what I shall call thee, To give me an higher appellation still. Teach me a better strain, a nobler lay, O oh, thou, enthroned with cherubs in the realms of day. To the University of Cambridge in New England while an intrinsic ardour prompts to write, The muses promise to assist my pen. T'was not long since I left my native shore, The land of errors and Egyptian gloom. Father of mercy, t'was thy gracious hand Brought me in safety from those dark abodes. Students, to you tis given to scan the heights above, To traverse the ethereal space, and mark the systems of revolving worlds. Still more, ye sons of science, ye receive the blissful news by messengers from heaven, how Jesus' blood for your redemption flows. See him with hands outstretched upon the cross, immense compassion in his bosom glows. He hears revilers nor resents their scorn. What matchless mercy in the Son of God! When the whole human race by sin had fallen, He deigned to die that they might rise again, And share with him in the sublimest skies Life without death and glory without end. Improve your privileges while they stay, ye pupils, And each hour redeem that bears or good or bad Report of you to heaven. Let sin, that baneful evil to the soul, By you be shunned, nor once remit your guard. Suppress the deadly serpent in its egg. Ye blooming plants of human race divine, An Ethiope tells you tis your greatest foe. Its transient sweetness turns to endless pain, And in immense perdition sinks the soul. To the King's Most Excellent Majesty, 1768 your subjects hope, dread sire, the crown upon your brows may flourish long, and that your arm may in your God be strong. O may your sceptre numerous nations sway, and all with love and readiness obey. But how shall we the British king reward? Rule thou in peace, our Father and our Lord. Mit the remembrance of thy favours past, Thy meanest peasants most admire the last. May George, beloved by all the nations round, 
live with heaven's choicest constant blessings crowned. Great God, direct and guard him from on high, and from his head let every evil fly, and may each clime with equal gladness see a monarch's smile can set his subjects free. On being brought from Africa to America. Twas mercy brought me from my pagan land, taught my benighted soul to understand that there's a God, that there's a Saviour too. Once I redemption neither fought nor knew. Some view our sable race with scornful eye, their colour is a diabolic dye. Remember, Christians, Negroes black as Cain may be refined and join the angelic train. On the Death of the Reverend Dr. Sewell, 1769 Ere yet the morn its lovely blushes spread, see Sewell numbered with the happy dead. Hail, holy man, arrived the immortal shore, though we shall hear thy warning voice no more. Come, let us all behold with wishful eyes the saint ascending to his native skies. From hence the prophet winged his rapturous way to the blessed mansions in eternal day. Then, begging for the spirit of our God, and panting eager for the same abode, come, let us all with the same vigour rise, and take a prospect of the blissful skies, while on our minds Christ's image is impressed, and the dear Saviour glows in every breast. Thrice happy faint, to find thy heaven at last, what compensation for the evils past! Great God, incomprehensible, unknown by sense, we bow at thine exalted throne. Oh, while we beg thine excellence to feel, thy sacred spirit to our hearts reveal, and give us of that mercy to partake, which thou hast promised for the Saviour's sake. Sewell is dead. Swift-pinioned fame thus cried. Is Sewell dead? my trembling tongue replied. Oh, what a blessing in his flight denied! How oft for us the holy prophet prayed, How oft to us the word of life conveyed! By duty urged my mournful verse to close, I for his tomb this epitaph compose. Lo! here a man, redeemed by Jesus' blood, A sinner once, but now a saint with God. Behold, ye rich, ye poor, ye fools, ye wise! Nor let this monument your heart surprise, T'will tell you what this holy man has done, Which gives him brighter lustre than the sun. Listen, ye happy, from your seats above, I speak sincerely, while I speak and love, He fought the paths of piety and truth, By these made happy from his early youth, In blooming years that grace divine he felt, Which rescues sinners from the chains of guilt. Mourn him, ye indigent, whom he has fed, and henceforth seek like him for living bread, even Christ the bread descending from above, and ask an interest in his saving love. Mourn him, ye youth, to whom he oft has told God's gracious wonders from the times of old. I too have caused this mighty loss to mourn, for he my monitor will not return. O oh, when shall we to his blessed state arrive? 
when the same graces in our bosoms thrive. On the Death of the Reverend Mr. George Whitefield, 1770 Hail, happy saint, on thine immortal throne, Possessed of glory, life, and bliss unknown, We hear no more the music of thy tongue, Thy wonted auditories cease to throng, Thy sermons in unequalled accents flowed, And every bosom with devotion glowed. Thou didst in strains of eloquence refined Inflame the heart and captivate the mind. Unhappy we the setting sun deplore, So glorious once, but ah, it shines no more. Behold the prophet in his towering flight, He leaves the earth for heaven's unmeasured height, And worlds unknown receive him from our sight. There Whitefield wings with rapid course his way, and sails to Zion through vast seas of day. Thy prayers, great saint, and thine incessant cries have pierced the bosom of thy native skies. Thou moon hast seen, and all the stars of light, how he has wrestled with his God by night. He prayed that grace in every heart might dwell. He longed to see America excel. He charged its youth that every grace divine should with full lustre in their conduct shine. That Saviour which his soul did first receive, the greatest gift that even a god can give, he freely offered to the numerous throng, that on his lips with listening pleasure hung. Take him, ye wretched, for your only good, take him, ye starving sinners, for your food. Ye thirsty, come to this life-giving stream, ye preachers, take him for your joyful theme. Take him, my dear Americans, he said, be your complaints on his kind bosom laid. Take him, ye Africans, he longs for you, impartial Saviour is his title due. Washed in the fountain of redeeming blood, you shall be sons and kings and priests to God. Great Countess, we Americans revere thy name, and mingle in thy grief sincere. New England deeply feels, the orphans mourn, their more than father, will no more return. But, though arrested by the hand of death, Whitefield no more exerts his labouring breath, yet let us view him in the eternal skies, let every heart to this bright vision rise, while the tomb safe retains its sacred trust, till life divine reanimates his dust. On the Death of a Young Lady of Five Years of Age from dark abodes to fair ethereal light, Then raptured innocent has winged her flight. On the kind bosom of eternal love She finds unknown beatitude above. This known, ye parents, nor her loss deplore, She feels the iron hand of pain no more. The dispensations of unerring grace Should turn your sorrows into grateful praise. Let then no tears for her henceforward flow, No more distressed in our dark vale below. Her morning sun, which rose divinely bright, Was quickly mantled with the gloom of night. But here in heaven's blessed bowers your Nancy fair, And learn to imitate her language there. Thou, Lord, whom I behold with glory crowned, By what sweet name, and in what tuneful sound Wilt thou be praised? Seraphic powers are faint, infinite love and majesty to paint. To thee let all their graceful voices raise, 
and saints and angels join their songs of praise. Perfect in bliss, she from her heavenly home looks down, and smiling beckons you to come. Why then, fond parents, why these fruitless groans? Restrain your tears, and cease your plaintive moans. Freed from a world of sin and snares and pain, why would you wish your daughter back again? No, bow resigned. Let hope your grief control, and check the rising tumult of the soul. Calm in the prosperous and adverse day, adore the God who gives and takes away. I him in all, his holy name revere, upright your actions and your hearts sincere, till having sailed through life's tempestuous sea, and from its rocks and boisterous billows free, yourselves, safe landed on the blissful shore, shall join your happy babe to part no more. On the Death of a Young Gentleman Who taught thee conflict with the powers of night, to vanquish Satan in the fields of light? Who strung thy feeble arms with might unknown, how great thy conquest, and how bright thy crown! War with each princedom, throne, and power is o'er, the scene is ended to return no more. O oh, could my muse thy seat on high behold, how decked with laurel, how enriched with gold! O oh, could she hear what praise thine harp employs, how sweet thine anthems, how divine thy joys! What heavenly grandeur should exalt her strain, what holy raptures in her numbers reign! To soothe the troubles of the mind to peace, To still the tumult of life's tossing seas, To ease the anguish of the parent's heart, What shall my sympathizing verse impart? Where is the balm to heal so deep a wound? Where shall a sovereign remedy be found? Look, gracious spirit, from thine heavenly bower, And thy full joys into their bosoms pour, the raging tempest of their grief control, And spread the dawn of glory through the soul, To eye the path the saint departed trod, And trace him to the bosom of his God. To a Lady on the Death of Her Husband Grim monarch, see, deprived of vital breath, A young physician in the dust of death, Dost thou go on incessant to destroy Our griefs to double, and lay waste our joy? Enough, though never yet was known to say, Though millions die, the vassals of thy sway. Nor youth, nor science, nor the ties of love, Nor aught on earth thy flinty heart can move. The friend, the spouse, from his dire dart to save, In vain we ask the sovereign of the grave. Fair mourner, there see thy loved Leonard laid, And o'er him spread the deep impervious shade. Closed are his eyes, and heavy fetters keep His senses bound in never-waking sleep, Till time shall cease, till many a starry world Shall fall from heaven, in dire confusion hurled, Till nature in her final wreck shall lie, And her last groan shall rend the azure sky. Not not till then his active soul shall claim his body, a divine, immortal frame. But see the softly stealing tears apace pursue each other down the mourner's face. 
but cease thy tears. Bid every sigh depart, and cast the load of anguish from thine heart. From the cold shell of his great soul arise, and look beyond, thou native of the skies. There fix thy view, where fleeter than the wind thy Leonard mounts and leaves the earth behind. Thyself prepare to pass the veil of night, to join for ever on the hills of light. To thine embrace this joyful spirit moves to thee, the partner of his earthly loves. He welcomes thee to pleasures more refined, and better suited to the mortal mind. End of section 2